Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the Venture Church Podcast. Venture is a life-giving church located in Bluffton, South Carolina, led by Pastor Sean Olson. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We hope this word encourages you and inspires you. Now, let's dive into the word with Pastor Sean and his message for this week. You can be seated for just a moment. Come on, isn't it good to worship? Come on, I don't know if you know this or not, but church is supposed to be fun. Man, you're supposed to have a smile on your face. I grew up in church. My, my dad was a pastor. I'm glad he can't go back and listen to my messages now. He'd be like, is that really what you thought about church? I'm like, yeah, dad. One day in heaven, we're going to sit down and have a cup of coffee and talk about it. But church was not fun, all right? We, we, one of our values of our services, man, we should celebrate. It should be a good time. And if you're a first or second time guest, I hope you have a good time. I hope you sense the celebration. Uh, all we ask of you, if you're a guest this morning, is fill out that connection card found in your green folder or your worship guide. Hand it in. Here's what I promise. We have a hassle-free guarantee around here. Ain't nobody showing up at your doorstep this week unannounced. You know, you already in the PJs. Mamas, you already in the yoga pants. Dudes in the, the sweatpants. You in that t-shirt that got the stains in it. We ain't showing at your house unannounced, and we're not putting you on a telemarketer list. Because nobody likes that. So you have our hassle-free guarantee, man. Fill out that connection card. And all we ask, stop by our VIP tent on the way out. Let's give you a gift and answer any questions you may have. We've been in the middle of this series. We're, we're, we're concluding it today. I want to believe, but I want to believe, but something stands in my way. And we're, we're looking at different roadblocks. And we started with, with mixtape God. If you're old enough to know what a mixtape is, come on, somebody. Those were good days. You sit down at the tape player and you got two fingers on play and record and play over here because you had to get it just right. And we were reminiscing after that message talking about if you were too poor to go buy the tape and make a mixtape, you tried to get all your favorite songs from the radio. But then the dumb DJ would talk in over your song and it was all scratched anyway. But we talk about how we create a God like that. It's all the stuff we want and none of the stuff we don't want. Come on, that's the God we want to believe in, but that God doesn't actually exist. Then we, then we did, I want to believe, but, but we got bad God. Why, does, why would a good God allow bad things to happen? Uh, I encourage you, you can jump on our website, VentureSC.org. You can catch all these on our podcast. And last week, we talked about Rule Keeper God. Just seems like a, a huge list of rules. I don't, I don't want to buy into that. I want to believe, but man, it just seems so hard. And it's all as it is as rules, and that's literally how I grew up in church. A whole bunch of rules. You got to do all this. Hey, congratulations. Welcome to the family. Here's the rule book. No, thank you. I mean, I didn't follow the instructions for Ikea furniture, and it's all pictures, right? Like, like I got this. What's this piece go to? I don't know. It can't be important, right? I, I mean, yeah, when we, when we talk about faith, and we talk about it's supposed to be relational, it's like, here's the rule book. What do you want me to do with that? We talked about that last week. Today I want to kind of conclude the series with, with, with all the feels. But before I jump into that, uh, here's what I want to say. The whole purpose of the series I hope you get is not to answer all your questions. I can't do that. One, I'm not a mind reader. Two, you probably have questions way deeper than anybody can answer. And that's okay. The purpose of the series is that we understand who God truly is so we know what we believe in. Because too many times we run and be like, I believe in God. But I struggle believing in God because he didn't do what I wanted him to do. Well, God doesn't exist to serve us. We exist to serve him, 
right? So we, we displace the identity of God, then we struggle believing in that God. So the purpose of the series isn't to answer our questions. It's so we understand who God is. And this morning we'll conclude it with all the feels. Where are my feelers at? Let's go. Come on. <laughs> Chris on the front row getting excited, y'all. I mean, you know my feelers that the sensitive commercial comes in on TV and you got the waterworks on. I mean, you reaching for tissue because you got sinuses. It ain't sinuses, brother. Stop trying to be manly. You just crying, right? You go and watching the, the, the sensitive movie and you got the sniffles and everybody knows it ain't allergies, bud. It ain't allergies. I want to believe in God, but, but I don't feel anything. You ever been there? I want to believe in God, but, but I, don't, I don't feel it like everybody else does. I grew up in church, and, and my dad was a pastor. I went through so many times where I would read the Bible. You ever been there? Like, I'm going to open up the Bible. Man, God's going to speak to me today. And you start reading and you think, man, I'm, I will be buried deep in the word of God for like six hours. And six minutes goes by and you go, well, there are six minutes I feel anything. I mean, honestly, I'm in Leviticus right now. There ain't no feels. All right. It's the book of Leviticus. If you ain't read that, just start in John. You'll, you'll feel much better about it. All right. Start in John. If you don't read the Bible, don't start in Leviticus. Start in John. Right. But, but you ever just open the Bible like, man, I, I want to feel it. And you don't feel anything. What then? Or, or you, 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 you start praying. And you feel like you're talking to yourself. And nobody's listening. See, these are the things that we think about and we feel in our heart, but nobody ever wants to talk about. That's the purpose of the series is I'm willing to talk about stuff nobody else says. What about when, when, when you've been coming to church a long time and you're praying, you go, I don't even know if anybody's listening to me. I've been there. Or you come in on a Sunday morning in a church full of energy. Man, I love venture. Y'all people pick my week up every week. Doesn't matter what's going on. And everybody's raising their hands and singing. And you're just worried if you put deodorant on or not. Because we all forget every now and again. <laughs> For real, we're real people around here. We struggle too. Right? Everybody else has got those feels, man. And the, the hands are raised. And it seems like they're engaged in the presence of God. I don't feel anything. And then you look over it. Super feeler. You don't super feeler. They're walking through the door and pre-service music is playing and they already got a tear falling. I'm just in. I mean, Chris comes out here to welcome people. Welcome to Venture. And yes! Yes! Like, man, what? He just said welcome. It ain't even worship yet. But they ready. They ready. You get a little angry at super feeler. I get you. They, they feel the presence of God when the pastor talks about Baywatch. You had to be there. You had to be there, man. If y'all missed it, you just, you're just you going, man, what kind of church did I walk into this morning? You have no idea, right? They're feeling the presence of God with everything. And then you know God answers all their prayers. All of them. They show up at Outback. They get the corner booth with no weight. You show up at the Outback. You wait 45 minutes for the table dead in the middle of the restaurant. And there's kids all around you throwing. Those are the pastor's kids, by the way. <laughs> Them the pastor's kids. You can't trust a pastor's kid. I was one, right? You, and you wait 45 minutes, you go, man, sure enough. God hears all their prayers. See, here's what I'll tell you this morning. If you don't always feel God, you're not alone. We build our faith on a feeling. And then when the feeling's not there, we don't know what to do. We panic. We panic. 
We, we become, I watched a movie last night with, uh, with my kids because my wife wanted to stay up late past nine o'clock. It scared me. It was seven o'clock. She goes, you think we can start a movie? I said, baby, it won't be over till after nine. Whatever are you thinking? I'm an old man, right? So we watched this, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, right? And, and, and Ralph is so attached to Penelope that if she's out of his sight, he freaks out. Now, hold on, get this. That's how we are with God. God, if, if you're not right here and I can't feel you, I don't know that you're real. Imagine being like that with a husband or wife. They go to work. You sit in your office, man. You know what I'm saying? You're drinking a cup of coffee. You're doing your work. Your wife just runs up and she starts patting you. I need to know that you're real. <laughs> Are you doing? I am at work. For real, wife's in there making dinner. Husband comes running in from work. I need to know that you're real. Well, of course I'm real. Simmer down a little bit. Right? But that's what we do with God. We go, if I can't, if I can't feel you, I don't, know that, I don't know that you're real, but here's what I want to tell you. If you don't always feel God, you're not alone. It happened in the Bible, Psalms 88, 13 and 14. But I cry to you for help, Lord. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. He said, I do what I'm supposed to do, but I'm crying to you. Why, Lord? Why, Lord, do you reject me and hide your face from me? He says, man, I need your help. I need your help. I'm crying out to you. I'm praying. I'm struggling. But I don't feel you. Now, hold on. David wrote this. King David. Man after God's own heart, David, who also said, you were always with me. How we go from you were always with me and a few psalms later, we're going, why are you hiding from me? See, if you don't always feel God, you're not alone. If you don't always feel God, you're not alone. What about Paul? Saul, riding down the road to Damascus, the Lord literally appears to him. He has a face-to-face -face encounter with Jesus, goes blind for a few days. What's next? 17 years. God, where are you? God, where are you? What am I supposed to do now? 17 years. Some of you in this room, you ain't even 17 years old yet. I, what, what, what's next? What do I do? You're hiding from me. Or what, what about Jesus? I mean, it's Jesus. Like, he is God. If anybody knows the presence of God, knows how to be Jesus. Like, he, he said, I only do what the Father tells me. That's a pretty close connection. How many of you wish your kids would say that? Come on, somebody. Somebody just felt something, right? I only do what the Father tells me. And then in his worst moment, by the way, here's a little Easter preview. Easter Sunday here. I cannot wait. I've, I've not been this excited for Sunday in a very, very long time. It's going to be, I'm going to tell this portion of the Bible story, this portion of Jesus' story, different than I've ever told it or I've ever seen it told. You want to be here. We're going to have some videos. I want you to think right now, who could I invite to Easter? Because it's, it's going to be super special. But I, the fact that here Jesus in his worst moment, get this, he's hanging on the cross. I just want you to know you're not alone when you don't feel God. This is important. Because we always feel like everybody around us is always feeling God and we're not. And that means we're broken, right? Something must be wrong with me if I don't feel it like they do. 
right? And that's a, that's a misconception. I want to believe, but, right? That's, that's, that's wrong thinking. Here, Jesus, who can't be wrong because he's perfect, hanging on the cross in his worst moment, what's he say? My God, my God, my daddy, my father, why have you forsaken me? Where are you? I don't feel you. Where are you? I don't feel you. I don't feel you. If you don't always feel God, you're not alone. Go ahead and take a deep breath. Man, that's good. That's encouraging. I grew up in church and I would, I would be sitting next to the person who would be feeling God. And I go, what's wrong with me? I don't feel it like they do. What's wrong with me? I don't feel it like they do. Am I broken? I want to encourage you this morning. If you don't always feel God, you're not alone. So then the question I want to answer is why don't we always feel God? The first thing I want to say is we over-sensolate, oh my goodness, sensationalizing it. Tongue tied there for a moment, over-sensationalizing it. John 6, 30 to 31. So they asked him, what sign then? What sign? What are you going to show me? What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. What are you going to do? Show me, show me, show me, show me, show me. Show me. Show us. Do something. Do something so we can believe. In the past, you did this. By the way, if you've been in church a long time, we're notorious for God recreating a feeling he once gave us. We always wanted what he did in the past while he's wanting to do a new thing. God, you once, at, at camp one year, you made me feel the little tingly winglies. The hair on my arm stood up and it waved like a flag. I want that feeling again. I want, I want that. God, I went to that one church and the worship was so good and they sang my favorite song and I had one single tear fall and it dripped down from my, my chin and it hovered in, in midair for a second. Then I want that feeling again, God, because they played my favorite song. We want the feelings that God did once again to confirm in our heart that he is real. We over-sensationalize it. We want, have you ever done this? Let's be for real for a moment. I did this a lot as a kid. <laughs> like, all right, God, I'm having a hard day. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna open the Bible. And you're gonna show me the perfect verse, right? I'm just gonna grab my Bible, I'm gonna flip it open, and there it is, Leviticus. All right, I don't know what to do with that, God. I don't know, I don't know, it says some weird stuff, I'm not, right? But we, we over-sensationalize it like, God, I'm gonna flip this Bible open, it's gonna land on the perfect scripture, and you're gonna speak to me. And you're like reading the whole page, you're skimming, going, where's the, where's the, where's the, where's the, where's the, well, it's not there. God, did you not speak? Did I open the wrong page? Did the wind blow? Did the fan mess this thing up? Do I need to go outside? Like, what, what has to happen here? We over-sensationalize it. Like, he's going he's gonna to do this. Or, or we look up in the sky and we start seeing the cloud formations. Is it a cross? Is it my name? Are you speaking to me? No, it's just a jet. That's all it is. But no, and we're looking up and we're going, God, just show me my name in the sky. And it's going to be real. Or you're waiting for your toast to come out of the toaster with a picture of Jesus' face on it. You just want to sell that joker on eBay. All right, let's be real. Church for real people here. Right? You're, you're popping the toast up going, God, you're speaking to me. Oh, it's just regular toast. Of course it's just regular toast. It's bread, man. Right? But we, we over-sensationalize this, this feeling, and when it doesn't happen, we, oh, we're disappointed. Something must be wrong with me because we're seeking, get this, 
We're seeking a feeling rather than investing in our faith. We're seeking a feeling. We're hungry for a feeling not to deepen our faith. Why God is hungry to deepen our faith. Listen, I've been in church my whole life. I mean, a long time. And there are times I knew, man, this is one of those moments I should feel God. And sometimes I didn't feel anything or especially not the right thing. Only one time in my entire life did my dad, my dad died in 2008. If you want to know the story, go back a couple weeks. Why would bad things happen? My brother, who's the pastor of Decibel Church, and myself, we shared a stage and communicated uh, one message together as a team. It was a Christmas Eve. Now, you would think, you got three guys that poured their hearts in. We've been raised together. This is a moment where like three rainbows are going to be outside, and doves are inside, and butterflies everywhere, and all the feels are going this day. All the feels, right? If you were ever going to feel anything, it would be on the day that I share the stage with my daddy. Except all three of us had the stomach bug. We weren't praying. We were pinching, y'all. All right? For real. For real. Somebody, I can't believe he just said that. Welcome to Venture. Church of Night. Never mind. Uh, so, I mean, I'm there supposed to be feeling something. I wasn't feeling the right thing. Does that mean God wasn't there? My feelings don't determine the presence of God. My feelings don't determine the existence of God. My feelings don't determine the character of God. See, we put our feelings before the presence of God, before the existence of God, and oftentimes we put our feelings before the character of God. You ever had to punish your kids and they hate you forever and you've ruined their life? They're putting, the, they're putting their feelings before your character. We do it to God. God, I don't feel you, therefore you must not be who you say you are. I want to believe in you, but you didn't give me the feeling. But God's presence, existence, and character is not determined by your feelings. So don't follow your feelings. Follow a holy God. A God who is whether I feel him or not. See, we, we put our trust in feelings. We put our, our faith in feelings. If you always felt the presence, there is no faith. And Hebrews says, without faith, it is impossible to please God, not without feeling. It says without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I want you to read this verse. Uh, I'm going to read it again in just a moment. I want you to hear some words that aren't there. And without feeling, it is impossible. No. Can you believe in God and never feel him? That's a theological question for you. Because it doesn't say anything about feeling here. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must feel that he, no, no, must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. The second reason we often don't feel God, and this is a little harder, is we have a hardened heart. We have a hardened heart. Now listen, uh, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not the super critical hard guy, but sometimes our heart just gets hardened because we allow some things to hang around that probably shouldn't hang around. Matthew 13, 14 and 15, in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, you will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused, has become hard. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts in turn, and I would heal them. They didn't see. They didn't hear because their, their hearts 
had become hard. Here's the harsh reality. Sin separates us from God. Sin separates us from a holy God. When we allow ongoing, comfortable sins in our lives, it creates this barrier in our relationship with God. Do we still have a relationship with God? Sure, of course. Does he still love us? Obviously. But does it affect the feels? Yep. You don't think I'm right? Go ahead and have that argument with your wife. See if it affects the feels. <laughs> you just walk in and tell her she's wrong. See if it affects the feels. Right? How about this? A lot of us came down from up north. I'm sorry. We all got saved, apparently. It came down to the sunshine, thank goodness. Right? One of my things I hated, if you didn't know I'm from, I'm from the Philadelphia area. We moved down a couple years ago. I hated about living up north. Gloves. Gloves are terrible. I don't know what to do with my hands right now. It's a real statement when you got gloves on. And then you have these devices. See, I love my phone. It goes everywhere, way too, way too many places to read. But then what would happen is your phone would ring, but you got a glove on. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know what I would try to do? I try to do it like this. I tried to do it with my nose because my glove didn't work. You say, where are you going with this? There was a connection that was broken between my hand and the phone, rendering the connection useless. When we allow sin to stay in our life, there's a connection that's been broken, rendering the relationship void, rendering the relationship where the feels don't happen, right? Because sin, sin separates us from God. So we're, we're still trying, right? I'm swiping right, I'm swiping, it's not working. But the connection has been broken. See, the connection has been broken. Does, man, does he still love us? Oh my goodness, yes. And I grew up like this, I'll be honest. I grew up, man, if you stubbed your toe and you yelled above a certain decibel lady that the relationship was over. Believe that, man. God is a loving God, but it affects our feels. It affects our feels with him, right? That, that, that we allow this comfortable sin. You say, what's a comfortable sin? May you scroll on social media wishing you had everybody's life but your own. You got some envy built into us. Some gossip, man. Oh, we should pray for so-and-so. By the way, that's, that's church lingo for we're going to talk bad about so-and-so, but we're going to say we should pray about so-and-so first so we feel better about ourselves. We should pray. We, you know what? We should pray about so-and-so, and I'm going to tell you everything they've done wrong. No, you just gossiped. Like, you should start the statement, we should gossip about so-and-so, but I don't want to do that because that made me feel bad about myself. Right? Or, or lust, we should go back to Baywatch. Never mind, I won't do that. What about gluttony? Never mind, I want you to like me when you leave today. Right? And, and listen, we, you're like, man, he's just preaching all the rules. No, I'm not. You know me so much better than that. We all allow these things that God speaks to us into our life, and then we come like, God, I don't feel you anymore. Because our, our hearts become hardened when we allow these comfortable sins to hang out. That's why David, after recognizing his sin, cries out in Psalm 51, created me a clean heart, O God. Created me a clean heart. For one year, I prayed that prayer every day. Created me a clean heart, O God. Or when Adam and Eve first sinned, what'd they do? They hid from God. These create barriers between us and God, but hopefully for most of us, the, the real reason sometimes we don't feel God is the third reason. He's drawing us closer. God is actually drawing us close. Acts 12, 27. His purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Though he's not far from any one of us, they would, they would seek him 
and find their way to him. But come on, he's never been far. We allow our feeling to determine the proximity of God. He must be absent because I don't feel him. You ever stand outside your kid's room and just listen to what they had to say? I do that every now and again. Service. Like my oldest in service. I can't do it anymore. You'd you be like, all right, good night. Talk about what they're going to say. Or you, you leave them to play in the playroom and you just, you're just around the corner. Whether they know I'm there or not does not change my proximity to them. Or I love just watching them play. I'll be out grilling because I love to cook some meat, y'all. The meat is holy, right? Bacon and smoked pork and ribs and brisket and steak. It's all good. And I'll be, I'll, and I'm just watching them play. Their awareness of my presence doesn't determine my presence. I am present. Your feeling doesn't determine God's present. It's just your awareness. Maybe. You have kids, whether they're old kids or young kids. If, if, if you have grown kids, hopefully you can remember when they were little and you can pray for us that have young kids. That would be very good of you, right? When you, when you have young kids, you pray and long for that elusive vacation without kids. Come on, somebody get saved right there. Come on, see the, see the, see the blue skies, the sand, no dishes. You ain't gonna hear the word mommy for at least a few days or daddy or why or I don't want to or I don't like you or fighting and you have to play referee, come on, right? Young, young, it's all right to, to, to be real here. We're real people, right? So you, you long for that elusive vacation without kids. The day comes, you can hardly stand it. You're so excited. Responsibility free for a few days, whether it's five days or seven days or 27 days or 27 years, I don't know, right? You get on the plane, you, you land at your destination. Day one, you just start settling there. But then something happens about day three. You ain't seen them kids for a few days. You start missing them a little bit. By day five, I can promise you what's gonna happen in my world. My wife's like, all right, I'm raising my kids. Just five days ago, we were ready to get away from them. Five days later, we're ready. Why? Because absence creates hunger. Absence creates hunger. So when we don't feel God, it creates a longing for God. You ever go without your spouse for a few days? Absence creates desire, y'all. All right, I'm just going to leave that right there for you married folks, right? You know, absence creates desire. Oh, I can't believe he just said, hey, get, we're real. We, we, we real people at a real church, y'all. We meet in elementary school. All right? We wear skinny jeans and, and tennis shoes. It's going to be real. Like, absence creates desire. So maybe God is drawing us in. Maybe God's drawing us closer because if you always felt him, you wouldn't hunger for him. You say, well, that's not true. I'm going to challenge you. You come and see me about 1.30 today when I ain't eating nothing in a while. Watch me. I'm going to be hungry because I ain't had no food. We call it hangry around my house. Anybody else get hangry? Like that's, that's a mix between hungry and angry. And I will bite your arm off if you got my granola bar. All right? I will. Right? Because absence creates desire. If we always felt God, we wouldn't desire God. We long for him in absence. Maybe, just maybe the reason we don't always feel God. See, we crave a feeling. 
but we would crave his presence. And they're not the same because he's always present. We don't always feel him, right? Maybe the reason we don't always feel him is because he's drawing us to hunger for him more. I don't always feel God. Don't worry, you're not alone. I don't always feel God. That doesn't mean you're broken. That's the biggest misconception I had uh, from childhood is, well, I don't feel God, that means I'm broken. Maybe God just was creating a hunger in me. Maybe God was just creating a hunger. Is it real when you feel him? Sure. Is it special? Yes. And we should embrace it and remember it. But you know what we should also do? Walk out when you see the beautiful sunsets in this area and go, man, God is so incredible. God is so incredible. We should be more conscious in our daily life to acknowledge him even when we don't feel him. Here's what happens. When we feel first, our faith is based on feeling our faith is based on feeling and we only believe in what we feel most. I feel sad, God must not be real. I feel hurt, God must be heartless. I feel alone, God must be absent. I feel this, and what we do is we allow our feelings to dictate the character of God. And then we say this, I wanna believe. I wanna believe, but I don't feel him. I want to believe, but I don't feel it like they do. I came to church and I sat in the back and I saw them raising their hands and crying and I don't feel like that, so it must not be real for me. It didn't work for me. If it takes feeling, get this, this is so good. If it takes feeling for you to believe, it will take feeling to keep you believing. Your faith is deeper than any feeling you will ever have. Your faith is more solid. I will build my life upon this foundation. It didn't say this feeling. You see, when you get married and you go on a honeymoon, there's a whole lot of feelers, right? You're crying at the altar. Now you just want him to get off the couch and wash some dishes. We laugh. Right? He goes, but baby, I told you, you're beautiful today. He goes, yeah. Just get up. Wash some dishes, man. Why? Because sometimes the feeling doesn't last. doesn't hold us. Go talk to people that have been married a long time. I'm talking 40 and 50 years. My heroes. Ask them, did you always feel it? I felt the back of my hand. That's what he felt. Right? Because anything that's based on feeling is not based to last. And I want a faith that will last. The highest highs, the lowest lows, and everything in between. And if that's going to be the case, then it can't be, it can't be based on a feeling. I want to believe, but I want to believe, but I didn't feel like everybody else. I've been there. And see, when you grow up as the pastor's kids, you don't get to ask a lot of the questions. Because you're just supposed to get it. You're just supposed to understand it. And I remember sitting in a, in a youth service, right about here, everybody else around me, feeling God. God, why? Why am I feeling like that? Is something wrong with me? And I sat there for what seemed like forever. And then I recognized that 
My faith is deeper than my experience. And I wanted a relationship with God that wasn't built on a feeling. So in that moment, decided I would follow him anywhere. Did I cry? Nope. Did, did the hair on my arm sway like a flag? Nope. But I remember as a day that I made a conscious decision to follow him and believe in him. And maybe you've been expecting a feeling You've been in a church setting, maybe here, maybe like this one, and you're just waiting for that big moment where you're going to feel it. God said, your feeling doesn't dictate my presence. I am here for you. So if you bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment, not as a religious sign, just to block out the distractions of this room. Just, to, just so you can be with you for a moment. I'm going to ask you, if you've been here every week, I still want you to do this. I still want you to, to honor this and just... Have you been waiting? Have you been waiting? Maybe you've been here every week of this series. I want to believe in God, but... And, and every week, there's been that, that continued excuse, that continued reason, you can't, I just can't. Maybe you've been in church like this before and, and there's always that reason, man, I just can't. I just can't. And you've been waiting for that, that feeling. Today I want to tell you, if it takes a feeling to get you to believe, it'll take a feeling to keep you believing. Don't wait any longer. Don't wait any longer. Jump. Respond. You say, but I got so many questions. So do all of us. If we didn't, it wouldn't be faith. But something in you has known from the beginning. You want to believe, but take, take all the excuses away. Take all the buts away. And today, let's pray and accept him. If you're in this room and you know right now, Man, I don't have a relationship with God. I've always wanted to believe, but I've just never prayed that prayer. I've never accepted him. Maybe you've been waiting on a feeling. Maybe you've had the questions we've answered over the previous weeks. Today, I just want to pray with you. I promise you, I will not embarrass you. But I want to pray with you. So today, if that's you, man, I want a relationship with God. I want to believe. No buts about it. I want to believe. Raise your hand and just let me pray with you. Go ahead. Thank you. Come on, somebody else. I want to believe, man. I'm going to take away all my excuses today, and I'm just going to pray. Just raise your hand and look at me. Anyone else? Anyone else? I, I, I've never felt it, but I'm going to make the decision today to believe. Let's pray. I'm going to ask all my friends to pray with me and those that raise their hand. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for pursuing me, for creating hunger in me. Today, I trust you. I accept you. Today, I believe in you. In your incredible name. Amen, amen, y'all. People just across the line from death to life. I'm so excited. Listen, I've loved this series, and I can't wait to, to jump in our next one. Here's what I want to tell you. 
So many times at this point in service, we're like ready to check out. Keys are going in the pockets, closing up everything, loading the purse down, and moms, your purse are way too big anyway, right? Everything's going in. We're, we're ready for the door. But here, here's, here's the problem too. Even as believers in Jesus, sometimes we struggle through this feeling thing. We struggle. God goes a few days without giving us the feels, a few weeks of coming in church, and we're like, I don't know, man. Is this working anymore? Don't rush out today. We got some friends. They'll pray with you. Maybe you just need to to go let someone pray over you say, man, I, I don't know. I still believe, but I struggle with the whole feeling thing. Maybe you got something going on that you need somebody to, to share with. You need somebody to bear the burden. That's why we're here. Because we are like family. We are family. Church isn't a place you go. It's a community you connect to. What makes this place special, people ask me all the time, what makes Venture special? It's not this. It's this. It's this. Right, so before you run out, man, if, if you're in that moment where you need, you need someone to join with you, we'll have some friends off to the side. Let's stand, let's praise God for those that have made the decision today. God, we thank you that we were here, that you are here, and that people's lives will forever be changed. I pray that your word would sink into our hearts. In your name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's message, take a second and share it with your friends. Here at Venture, we believe in the power of being connected with a local church body. So whether that's with us at Venture or another local church near you, we encourage you to get plugged in. We hope you have an amazing week. And thanks again for listening to the Venture Church Podcast.